it feels like when I complete a task, it gets replaced by two or three new ones. And a lesson I've learned is accepting there is no end to that to-do list. But personal health has to be a priority on that list. In this episode, you will hear Ashley, a communications specialist in Arizona, and Alec, a nurse practitioner in Rochester, discuss their journey of fitting in fitness while balancing work and personal life. I wear many hats, being a husband, father of two boys, full-time Mayo Included employee, and adjunct faculty at Winona State University. So that being said, my journey in fitness has been a chaotic ebb and flow of personal well-being based on time. My fitness and well-being can be influenced by the actual time I allow myself to give, but also my perception of available time. I'll have a mental image of a daily or weekly checklist that always seems to have more urgency than my own self-care. More than a few times, I've felt burnt out and had to shift my view of fitness. Self-care doesn't have to take a considerable amount of time, but this can be difficult to notice when juggling multiple responsibilities. Uh, So on days off, I enjoy participating in the virtual classes, but on days that I work, I make the effort to shift my focus to taking the stairs as much as possible, doing lunges or squats throughout the day, and really focus on movement. I appreciate that perspective because mine is very, very different than yours. I feel very fortunate having more of a desk job. I have more of that flexibility. Um, I definitely have days where I'm booked back to back with virtual meetings, but I still am able to a lot of times put on my calendar a workout. For the most part, it's respected by others where they can avoid that block of time. I used to work um, in Rochester at the Healthy Living Center. So of course, I had that the workout classes and equipment at my fingertips. Now that I'm at home in Arizona, I am able to get up and walk my dog or do a routine in the garage. Sometimes it is just 15 minutes, but sometimes it's longer. You can tell a difference in my mood. Also just taking time to be by myself and having just some time for reflection or time to just read. So it's not always centered on working out, even though that's a priority for me. I also really do need to take time to connect with other people and get my bucket filled in those ways. And I think too, with the pandemic and everything, it's been even more critical because while we're so lucky to have a home, um, sometimes it can feel pretty confined. So getting out and doing something is even more important right now. Yeah, I, I think it's very important. And you really hit a one of my key aspects is it kind of recenters me and allows me to be more patient. Taking time for myself allows me to disconnect from stresses, the obligations of both personal and professional life just to recharge. It doesn't necessarily mean that I need to be alone to make that time for myself. Uh, I really enjoy bringing my kids along for hikes or being outside similar to you. And after taking that time, I can reframe some challenges and get a fresh perspective on different tasks or priorities that I have. That's so true. Do you have a very demanding position? You have to kind of fit in fitness wherever you can because of 
how demanding your schedule is. Could you talk a little bit more about the challenges that you face with fitting in that self-care aspect and how you navigate that? It can be very difficult, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, but acknowledging self-care as a priority and maintaining that accountability along with various support systems that you have is very important. It can be a mental hurdle to really set aside somebody's to-do list or their work to take time for self-care. In the spring, I was wrapping up my doctorate program and would have to force myself to step away from an assignment or take the weekend off from coursework to ensure that I made time for activity and really holding myself accountable and making the effort to engage in physical activity has really helped how I approach fitness. I see a lot of what you're sharing being very parallel to my husband's experience. And so I I feel like I get to kind of witness that you really have to kind of stand back and prioritize and advocate for yourself. Like I need this time to recharge. And so I really, really admire that and respect that, especially for people with your kind of schedule and the demands that you have every day. Again, mine is different. The main challenges for me are the prioritization, but then also having little ones around. When I can put my one-year-old down for a nap, I have to choose what I do in that hour and a half. If I'll immediately go put my workout clothes on and do a workout just so I know I get that in there. And then the rest of the day, I feel just that much better. And sometimes I don't get that. Sometimes it's, you know, going outside as a family and doing something together. We do have the uh, Dan Abraham Healthy Living Center virtual classes now. I think it's so awesome that they're offering the virtual classes with no cost to all employees now. I can sign up for a class, reserve a spot, And then I can turn on my Zoom on my iPad and I follow along with a bunch of other people, including the instructor. So for me, those virtual classes have actually been instrumental in getting back into a routine, especially after uh, having a baby last year. And I've really enjoyed that. The virtual classes are amazing. And the Dan Abraham Healthy Living Center recorded videos offer that added flexibility to my schedule. I may not have, you know, enough time to complete a full class and why I'm really excited about the new get up and go videos for those days that I only have a few minutes to spare. I would much rather be in a, in a live virtual class because they offer such a sense of community. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. We have very, very different positions at Mayo. And I think that we've learned how to fit in what we can, when we can. So I think my recommendation is to just try it out. Even the instructors in there very much like, hey, if you can only stick with us for 20 minutes, great. I just think it's a matter of just checking it out, try it out, even over a weekend or a day off and seeing if you like it. And if not, at least you tried. I agree. Just try it out. When things were open, people Mm -hmm. took a friend, took a colleague. So maybe try and arrange to attend a class at the same time if you can to to Mm -hmm. add that little piece of Uh, competition. Absolutely. I've actually done that before where a good friend and colleague of mine who's in Rochester, we will plan to both go to the same virtual class together. And it has been really fun to know that she's in a different part of the country. And yet we're both 
in the class and doing it together. And then afterward, it's always fun to kind of follow up and say, are you so sore? Like, yes, I'm so <laughs> sore today. And like, that was such a good workout. So it totally has fostered more of that community and camaraderie. So I absolutely agree with that sentiment of even if you can just like rally with somebody else or even get coworkers or like your yep. team to try it out as a fun challenge or something new to do and then have something to talk about at a meeting. I think that that's a great way to not only get some fitness in there, but also maybe some connections going too. Yeah, I agree that that shared experience can really help motivate to continue with fitness within your daily life. Ask a colleague to join you for a virtual class, a walk up and down the stairs, or a walk outside. Use fitness to help build camaraderie within your work unit or as Mayo Clinic colleagues.